0: It's Takedown Tuesday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. There are some people, causes, and arguments that need a conservative body slam. Hence, Takedown Tuesday. I didn't mention this yesterday, and some of you might be wondering doesn't this guy know 300 people were killed in Sri Lanka in an Easter massacre targeting Christians? Oh, yes, I know. I follow the news. My purpose in this podcast, though, is not to try to be on the front wave of breaking news. I pick things on which I offer a take that I hope is unique, fresh, not the same thing you are hearing everywhere else, or maybe similar to what others are saying, but with an emphasis on political evangelism. How do we use a news event as a teachable moment for those hostile or indifferent to conservative values? So yes, I know of the anti-Christian carnage in Sri Lanka. And the U.S. State Department says it may not be over. On this Takedown Tuesday, I note that at least some media are missing the point or misdirecting readers from the point. Here's a headline from the Washington Post. Christianity under attack? Sri Lanka church bombings stoke far-right anger in the West. Got it? The story here is about right-wing Christian anger in the West, not radical Islamic terrorism targeting Christians in Sri Lanka on Easter. And note the question mark. Christians under attack? The Post is not willing to admit what the Washington Times reported. This from the Washington Times. Violence against Christians like the bomb attacks that killed at least 311 people in Catholic churches and hotels in Sri Lanka on Easter Sunday, has been escalating steadily over the past few years, international observers say. Washington Post reporters weren't able to root that out, but the Washington Times staff did find that rather obvious fact. Now, the Washington Examiner said, This feels, it's talking about the Washington Post and other media seemingly not wanting to identify the elephant in the room. This feels like a bizarre and even more tasteless iteration of the press's beloved Republicans pounce trope. Where newsworthy incidents are used merely as backdrops for larger meta stories about how members of the right are supposedly exploiting events for political gain. That again from the Washington Examiner. It reminds me of when the Mueller report was about to be released. It was known ahead of time that the report would vindicate, if not exonerate, we're not supposed to say exonerate, but certainly vindicate Trump and validate his relentless refrain that the investigation was a baseless political witch hunt. So the media started a drumbeat of stories, Just before the Mueller report came out about how Trump and Republicans were going to weaponize the Mueller report and use it for retribution against media, Democrats, the deep state, and yes, the whole array of people and institutions that have been trying and failing to engineer a coup to oust Trump from the presidency. So don't let the media or anyone in the circles of life in which you travel get by with minimizing the anti-Christian focus of the attacks in Sri Lanka. David Hersanyi of The Federalist had it right. The coordinated bomb blasts aimed at Christian worshipers on Easter Sunday, which killed at least 290 people, and injured hundreds more, demonstrates the kind of meticulous planning, funding, resources, and support that is still exclusively the domain of radical Islamic terrorism. It's not merely that the act was planned to maximize the death toll, but that it is a continuation of long-standing efforts by Islamists to destroy the Christian communities left in Asia. By the way, A friend sent me a YouTube video, it's out there for the world to see, of two young guys in Paris saying, hey, let's go bopping around the rooftops of Paris at night. One of their stops is Notre Dame Cathedral. They get into and up into the superstructure of the cathedral. They are up in the rafters. They are crawling on the famous flying buttresses. It was really dangerous for them and really disturbing given the upward spike in attacks on Catholic churches in France in 2019. If these goof-offs can get to any part of the cathedral at will, so could people with more sinister intentions. We'll put this story on takedown alert. I'm not ready to body slam the official pronouncement of accident as the cause of the fire, But I would like to know the specifics of how the accident occurred, because apparently it would have been ridiculously easy for a bad actor to get into position to do bad things at Notre Dame de Paris. Speaking of takedown alert, Sean Spicer, the former Trump administration press secretary, is predicting a takedown of the Democratic National Committee by Fox News. Here's Sean Spicer in the Wall Street Journal. The DNC has excluded Fox from hosting a debate. He's talking about the Democratic uh, presidential primary competition. The DNC has excluded Fox from hosting a debate, which means there is no incentive for Fox to work within the DNC framework. Fox already has held multiple highly rated and well-received town halls with Democratic candidates, including one last week with Senator Bernie Sanders. It may not be long before Fox announces it will host a debate independent of the DNC. With 2.4 million primetime viewers, it would be near impossible for many candidates to say no, especially those near the bottom looking to break out. Wouldn't it be something to have Fox schedule a Democratic presidential primary candidate debate opposite ones scheduled by the DNC and outdraw the DNC for candidates and viewers. Oh, this one hurts on a takedown Tuesday, but we, we, I call them as I see them. You know, wherever the news leads, I'll follow. Wherever the truth leads, I'll follow. Church membership hits new low. This is from the American Enterprise Institute. Only half, 50% of the public report being a member of a house of worship, church, synagogue, or mosque. This represents a precipitous decline over the past few years. In 2013, nearly 6 in 10, 59% of Americans, said they were a member of a religious congregation. The drop marks the first time in the history of Gallup's polling, which stretches back to 1938, that fewer than a majority of the public reported belonging to a religious congregation. You know, Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson were among founders who were skeptical toward institutional religion, but believed the institution of religion was vital to the health of the republic. A system based on liberty and majority rule will not thrive, and may not even survive, unless its citizens are willing to get over themselves and at least some of the time put the public good before the personal. This, of course, is a principle reinforced by religion. In fact, let's move to a practical example related to a decline in the practice of institutional religion as something sacred shared exclusively between spouses committed to each other. Now, on a related note of uh, sexual union, Leftists have millennials too afraid of global warming to have children. I suppose that doesn't necessarily preclude sexual union. I hope they're not out there aborting like crazy. But uh, this is the NBC News website. Uh, The focus of the story is uh, Ms. Erica Lundahl, a 27-year-old Seattle singer and songwriter. She says, There is this sense that if you don't have kids soon, you could be putting them in a harder position but if you do have them that will not be easy either with the storms the intense droughts the precariousness of the times it's like you are playing with two ticking time bombs yours and the planet's so says erica lundahl uh, so it's it's the biological clock versus the global warming clock the the climate catastrophe clock oh uh, my goodness um you know what erica lundahl you're right. Don't have children. Don't don't go out there and have abortions. Just be like other millennials. uh, Don't have sex and don't have children. Here we are two days after Easter, and I'm a Christian rooting for some people to not reproduce. Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Hey, in my defense, it is Takedown Tuesday. I get a little feisty, especially at these climate whiners. That reminds me, I neglected to wish you a happy Earth Day yesterday, April 22nd. Now hold on, that may sound like a snarky takedown of Earth Day, but I am willing to give Earth Day and its advocates credit. Our environment is cleaner than it was when Earth Day began in 1970. Where the Earth Day crowd gets it wrong, see Green New Deal, is being so fiercely anti-capitalism, anti-technology, anti-energy, anti-growth, anti-progress. The cleanest societies on the planet are the most advanced economically. That's why the Paris Accords and other climate initiatives are such farces. They don't crack down on the heavyweight polluters, the developing economies that go quick and cheap and dirty, to fast-track their way to industrialization. I would be 100% invested in Earth Day if the message were prosperity equals healthy environment instead of overpopulation and climate change are killing humanity and the planet. Oh, and don't forget, prosperity and first-world American-style economic development and improvement of standard of living is the best way to achieve balance between population and environment. Wealthier societies tend to have fewer children per family, Of course, fearless, joyful, swashbuckling conservatives are not afraid to have children, regardless of circumstances. Keep having children and raising them as conservatives. We will outnumber the whiners and cowards and doomsayers with bold, happy strivers for American excellence. That's Takedown Tuesday on Check the Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening.